You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Ricky is a fitness industry expert, having been helping people achieve their fitness goals since 2002. We talk everything fitness, business, and group exercise to help you on your fitness journey. Hello and welcome to the Ricky Long Podcast, the special 32 episodes coming between me and other group fitness professionals spread throughout the UK, Europe and the world. Had so, so much fun delivering these because I truly believe that every group fitness instructor, every group fitness professional has a journey and business that is unique to them but there are so many people that can be inspired and follow in their footsteps you know I love the quote walk you can walk the same path just walk it in your own shoes and throughout this series I hope that it it certainly brings value to you but maybe there's someone someone in your life that you can share these episodes with share the the thoughts and theories that we chat about and maybe be that bridge for someone to start something or maybe you've been a bridge for someone in the past and you can relate to stuff. Uh, But listen, just before we go into these episodes, just want to quickly let you know about other ways just to make sure I you and I are connected in the best possible way. So I do two things which you can get involved with. I do the Ricky Long daily emails. So if you like these podcasts, you can also wake up to some texts from me every single morning. I will send you an email at 5, 6 a.m. in the morning. Literally, that content can range massively. It can be fitness content, mindset content, business content. It can actually just be what I ate for dinner the day before. (laughs) Um, so you can find the link for the Ricky Long daily emails in the show notes. Secondly, you also find a link for our open Facebook group, which is called Procrastinating with Ricky and Lindsay. So Lindsay and I run a Facebook group where we just invite anyone and everyone who the vested interest is you're just interested in being in a really, really positive Facebook group environment where you can either learn some stuff or just escape and just chat and connect with people. Uh, so we have daily posts in there, daily tasks, and it's, it is that just connect with other people. So it's called Procrastinating with Ricky and Lindsay. You'll find that on Facebook group. You'll find that Facebook group in the show notes. And like I said, it's completely open to anyone and everyone. Lastly, we have uh, podcast sponsors, which I need to let you know about. We have Jump 4.2, which is my coaching program specifically designed for fit, group fitness enthusiasts. So if you do group fitness classes, if you take part in group fitness classes, if you're an instructor of group fitness classes, this program is designed with you and mind. What we look to do is connect the mindset between your training and nutrition and work towards the goals that we will set out on a one-to-one basis and then you can join in the group process. So we have our own online learning and educational platform that will take you through the 12 weeks we have our facebook group which is where people will hang out it's our private jump 4.2 facebook group where there are over 200 people who have already gone through this and now work to help and support each other and just for these podcasts of 32 and 32 there is a discount code attached 
that will give you a 100 point discount from the advertised price so on the link that will take you straight to that discount if it doesn't the discount code is podcast discount all capital all one word that's podcast discount all capital all one word uh, so you can check that out and there's obviously information for you to read on the show notes and then our biggest sponsor is podium for sport podium for sport are one of northern ireland's top sports retailers uh, they operate right in the center of belfast and they specialize in sports equipment sports products sports clothing for schools commercial gyms and home gym fit outs you can check out their website www.podiumforsport.com you can see them on all the social media platforms podium for sport pretty much just one word and they will pop up they have a massive massive influence and platform on their twitter and their facebook please do check them out and i have a special relationship with putting for sport because they're also sponsoring me on my expedition and my iron man this may 2020 in lanzarote so they're helping me out with a lot of kits a lot of equipment and a lot of support so a personal thank you from me to podium for sports and lastly just before i pass you on to the episode it would mean a lot to me and the podcast guests when you listen to this any feedback you have it means so much um, we love it when you screenshot things and put it on social media especially instagram stories because what that does it helps spread the message even more so if there's something that you like and you can share it with another person it really is the whole point of why i started doing podcasts in the first place but it's really really why i wanted to do these this special 32 and 32 because if you're going to listen to this instructor myself as a group fitness professional and what we're chatting about if it resonates with you it is going to resonate with somebody else who's perhaps in the same position as you so we really really do appreciate it when you like share comment feedback whatever it is means an awful lot that is me done with the introduction. We can now dive in to the great content. Hope you enjoy the Ricky Long Podcast 32 in 32. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Who is a group fitness instructor from Liverpool. Hi. Hey, thank you for having me. Not a problem. I must say you're one of the most prepared people coming onto the podcast. You're about the 10th one I've done of these in in like a week and you're the first one to come prepared with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee oh i'm like i'm always early to everything always prepared <laughs> always gonna have it down gotta be comfy yeah that's it um so tell us a little bit about yourself and about your fitness business right so i am from liverpool but i am a student in manchester metropolitan mm-hmm. uni so i'm currently living in manchester back and forth between the two um I am Les Mills body pump and body combat instructor. Mm-hmm. So just basically teach loads of classes on the side of studying. Okay, cool. And you did you become an instructor when you were at university or was it beforehand? Yeah, so I'm in my second year of uni now. And um, last year, my first year, I just did it all then because first year of uni, you don't really have to, to do much for it. So I thought I may as well do it well. I'm not doing anything else and it is, the perfect side job to have on okay, why, side of studying, really. Why, why is that? 
well, it doesn't take up much time. I'm not working late nights in a bar. I'm not working weekends. I'm doing what I love. I'm getting paid to work out. I'd be going to the classes anyway, so why not get paid for it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of unusual for a university student to look at teaching, like, you know, not just Les Mills classes, but group fitness classes as their side job. So how did it come up for you? Like, where did the opportunity come from? Well, um, I started working out when I was 17 and just fell in love with body pump, really. <laughs> Always front row, knew all the choreography, everything like that. And then when I moved to Manchester, um, I started going to a gym where, you know, Shamine. Yes, yeah. Yes, she taught. And um, we were talking in changing rooms one day and she just said, like, what do you want to do with your life? And I said, well, one day I think I'd like to teach. And she just said, well, why not now? And I was like, the perfect time to do it. So I just thought, oh yeah, why not? What's holding me back? What's stopping me? So then just booked my training that month. Got and straight onto it. And all the best conversations happen in the changing rooms at the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you then? Um, I was 18 then. Right, so you became an instructor when you were 18. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, that's super young. Um, mm. Yeah. And, do you know what, Lindsay? Lindsay and I were doing a podcast last week, and I meant to ask her about this. She quoted the average age for a Les Mills instructor in the UK is 40. Really? Yeah, it surprised wow. me. Yeah, it really, yeah. really surprised that me. Surprised me as well. Yeah. But you know, when when you start thinking about it, and you know, you think of everybody you know as an instructor, or your know, people you know of, it's kind of thinking. Yeah, it is kind of. It's, it's certainly not a a teenager's gig. Do you know what I mean? No. So like, <laughs> like any teenagers listen, of course you can do it. It's just it, it's quite unusual that uh, mm -hmm. you come into it um so were you a participant of Shemaine's classes yes yeah I was cool oh, and she was amazing shout yeah. out to Shemaine absolutely. absolutely but yeah she's the one that just said just why why not do it I thought yeah why not I, I totally could so how long had you been doing classes before she maybe had that conversation with you Sorry, you just buffered a bit there. That's okay. Uh, how long had you been doing classes before Shemaine had that conversation with you? Um, it was about a year and a half. All right, I'm okay. Doing body pump, yeah. So you you've crept your way to the front row when you, you got your space? Yeah, I had all the music downloaded on Spotify, listened to it all the time. I was one of those ones that just knows all the choreography. So yeah, so, just, it just happened naturally, really. Yeah, just a progression. Good. Good. Um, so th this has come up quite a bit. You know, you, you're the you're the participant. I'd say there's two types of Les Mills instructor. There's the participant who becomes the instructor, and there's the PT who is forced to become the instructor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the PT who was forced to become the instructor. I I never really did the classes beforehand, mm -hmm. maybe once or twice, um, but I certainly was not a regular in any way. Um, yeah. So when you first became the instructor, I'm, I'm, I suppose I'm kind of asking, talk us through your first training, like your first module when you realised like what was going on and it wasn't just learning the choreography to Spotify. Yeah, well, um, so I remember when I did my body pump training that weekend, the two weekends before, I did my, um, my level two exercise to music. 
So it was just thrown in all at once. And I just thought, there's so many things to remember. It's not yeah. just, you know everything in your head, but nothing comes out. Nothing comes out how you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, it was a lot to take in at first. For me, it was more um, just talking in front of people because I had never done anything like that. I was never the kid to put my hands up in classes. Okay. I never, never spoke in front of people. So just pushing myself to actually talk, even in front of the room when we're doing our training, that was like a big thing. And that's what I had to come over the most, really. That was the hardest thing. Um, have you noticed that crossover into other parts of your life? Yes, definitely. Much more confident now. I push myself for loads of things. I might speak up in the uni lecture hall of 200 mm-hmm. people. You know, mm-hmm. just, just only little things, but it just it affects every aspect of life. I'm definitely much more confident. Push myself a lot more. I kind of want to stick, because I, I didn't know this about you, um, that you were so young when you, you first qualified. So what, what was your background before like you started doing Les Mills classes, what was your sporting background, fitness background? Nothing. Nothing, Nothing. at all? Um, I used to really like PE when I was, say, 11, 12. But mm-hmm. then, obviously, you start getting a bit older, more self-conscious. Mm-hmm. I just stopped doing PE in school. There were some years I just didn't do PE all year. Okay. Really bad. Um, my mum always said, oh, why don't you join the gym? And I was like, oh, I could not think of anything worse. Everyone watching you everyone looking at you but when you eventually join you realize no one cares at all nobody cares yeah no so um when i was 17 i finally thought right i'll give it a go i'll give it a go and then just fell in love with going to classes really Uh and that that's it i don't have any sporting background at all oh no that's fine that's Mm -hmm. fine um what what about music then because obviously it's exercise to music do you have a music background or no, no. I actually I don't know where any of that came from yeah. I started really just loving the music in classes just really enjoying that but I've never been a, a musical person my family's very musical but I can't do any of it it just doesn't click in my head yeah. at all I'm the same I'm the same I, I don't do music you know if I'm driving in the car it's podcasts audiobooks mm-hmm. or talk sport yeah. I'm not listening to the radio and yeah now your music radio um is one of me um so pump and combat is there any, anything else you do group fitness wise do you do any other classes like do you, do you still participate in classes um i still participate in classes quite a lot just because uh-huh. i don't know it's just fun isn't it just fun to be on the receiving end of them um mm-hmm. i am exercise to music qualified so can't teach more classes but it just never never came up i've never needed to yeah so yeah just um just pump and combat at the minute Excellent. how many classes a week do you teach um, I've got six permanent per week, but okay. normally, this week I'm not covering, but normally I always take on yeah. at least one cover class. That's nice, and, and kind of what you, you started with, just to unpack that a little bit, you know, is the, the university student typical job is, you know, the coffee shop, the bar, whatever it might be, you know, if you're doing six classes per week, you're probably earning roughly what somebody would need to work three or four shifts for yeah mm-hmm. yeah they, which is that. which is great really yeah like as i said before i'd be going to those classes anyway 
uh-huh. all last year before I qualified I went to the same classes that have been passed on to me now and I'm not working really late nights I can yeah. fit it around the studies so yeah, yeah it's ideal because you can learn your choreography when your lectures are really boring you can just sit in the back yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly just <laughs> put my headphones in <laughs> don't do that don't do that don't do that <laughs> um and then it was, I was going to ask about the reason why I'm asking this is because I think there will be other, like possibly your friends, your circle, maybe other university students listening to this. What other perks, benefits do you get you know, from, from doing this? Maybe things that you expected or didn't expect? Um, it's a great way to make friends, uh-huh. definitely, because obviously I'm from Liverpool, but I'm in uni in Manchester. And most of the friends I've made now have been from meeting them through teaching. Yeah. through going to the gym because it, it's a really easy way to make friends yeah. you know, I'm obviously forced to interact with all these people every time I teach so that's been really great really handy because I I struggled to really fit in when I first came to uni mm-hmm. it's hard okay. to make friends because you're forced with all these people but just in big lecture halls you don't get the chance to speak to each other just chat so yeah. um I found that really really helpful yeah. mm. you know there's nothing like being trapped in a room with 20 to 30 sweaty people all trying to move the music and you know being quote unquote abused by the instructor you know telling you to do burpees and step touches and in your case you know deadlifts and dead rows and kias roundhouse kicks that sort of thing yeah yeah does it 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 brings people together and that's that's what group exercise classes yeah do better than anything else because everyone's going through the same thing at the same time hearing the same things at the same time um so mm-hmm. yeah i like that kind of what you got out of it is it's just you're forced to meet people as you rightly said mm-hmm. um definitely it's okay if uh, this next bit needs to be edited out um do you get like any perks with the gym membership or anything yes i get free membership okay which is um which is great for a student like yeah 100 percent. yeah yeah um so that's ideal really yeah um don't have to pay for that which yeah. is good because teaching is my only income so exactly mm-hmm. and i think for anyone listening is most of the time if you're a group fitness instructor in a club you'll be afforded some sort of membership rate now it's, it's not in any sort of like an case les mills contract it's an arrangement you would have with the gym but you'll often get discount quite often you get it free at least for that day um, which I think I just keep coming back to, you know, as a student, you're going to save money from not having to pay a membership. You're mm-hmm. going to teach six classes a week in reality because you're an experienced instructor now. How long would it take you to learn a release? Um, with pump, I can literally do one in a day. Like, yeah, it goes in so easily. Combat takes a few days longer, but pump yeah, goes in like that. Yeah, and then, then once you know it, like it's you know it's literally six yeah. hours of work. You know, by week two, week three of the month, fair enough, you might do some remixing. So it's, it's a good gig. And you know, yeah. six, six classes. How do you find six classes as a workload? Um, it's, it's good for me. It's, um, I haven't got many permanent body combat classes at the minute. So I'm doing like five body pumps. One of them's a combat every week. So um, any more pumps, I think that would be far too much. But yeah. Um, yeah. workload is fine, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was kind of used to it because I went to classes constantly before i qualified like i'd always be doing three or four in a row mm-hmm. so now my body's just 
really chill with it. Yeah, good. Which is good. And what about your own training around it? Um, yeah, fitting it in can be difficult sometimes with study. I try and just do um quick things either before or after I teach, like what we learned, like through jump or mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, you know, just yeah. getting in your strength before a class yeah. really works out great. Use the class as your conditioning. Like, yeah. It's, it's, it's ideal. Yeah, it's the most sensible thing because we're, we're going to base ourselves in a class anyway. You know, we always say, I'm the instructor, I'm going to take it easy today. But you never really take it easy. You might take it easier, but we never mm-hmm. actually take it easy. So you may no. as well use it to your advantage, you know, and every now and then ramp it up. You know, we, we talk about and jump as well, you know, just manage your volume over the course of the week. So yeah. I kind of use the rule of 10 classes. If you're doing 10 classes a week, the last thing you need is extra volume on the gym floor mm-hmm. yeah by all means go down and do some strength but don't don't worry about metcons and conditioning and anything like that it's, it's mm-hmm. not necessary because you're going to go and destroy yourself in combats and attacks and circuits and zumbas and whatever else you're teaching and exactly so like yeah mm-hmm. um what about your nutrition how do you nutrition yeah how do you kind of so I'm just thinking, correct me if I'm wrong, your typical day, you might be in class and study for six, seven hours. And mm-hmm. then like, would you then eat before you teach in the evening or what way does it work? Yeah, normally um, snacks before I teach. I'm vegan. Mm-hmm. So, um, so snacks are always a bit more difficult to okay. come about. I've normally got to prepare a lot of things beforehand to take out with me. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, normally... Like big breakfasts if I can, and that tied me over for most of the day. And then, like good sized lunch, and then I, I always eat my tea after I teach. But yeah, yeah. stocked up on um, coffee and snacks. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, can we pause on the the vegan for a second? Yeah. Yeah. So what? Just because it's kind of come up. Um, what advantages, disadvantages does that have to like your world? Just a big, massive, open questioner. I realize that. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I've been vegan for almost four years now. Okay. So um, I don't know fitness as a non-vegan. I cannot compare. I yeah. went vegan when I was fifteen. So, so yeah, it's um, it's been a while, and um, I don't know life as a fitness instructor as being into fitness with chicken. Yeah. So who knows? I was saying this um, the other day to a friend. I don't know if I would be vegan now if I'd already had fitness in my life because obviously, like, diets are so much easier being into fitness yeah. when you can eat yeah. everything. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, it's um, I love it. it. Um, it helps me eat a lot more food. I used to be very very fussy, so um becoming vegetarian and then vegan helped me um i just eat lots of veg now lots of veg lots of good stuff but still enjoy lots of um lots of things as well so what would you so just to kind of unpack a little bit what you just said is you know it might be i don't know if you said it exactly like this it might be slightly easier if you weren't vegan as a group fitness instructor yeah, I don't want to put words in your mouth. And I think the reason why you said that is it because food is just a little bit more convenient when you're on the go. Yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things that I think people who 
don't practice vegan or don't study vegan it can be difficult to get calories in yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. yeah if you don't know what so what what foods would you eat that you know serve you well so as you can go and teach one or two classes in a row what what are your go-to foods go to always pasta mm-hmm. i have pasta probably every day as lunch or dinner um and then lots of snacks such as like i'd um you know just roast roast chickpeas till they go crispy yeah. use them kind of kind of in like a crisp sense huh. nice savory snack but still full of protein and then um sugary stuff as well like um porridge i always put my protein powder in my porridge i don't really like drinking protein shakes so i normally mix protein powder through porridge and then like jelly sweets but obviously vegan jelly sweets always keep you going so yeah um like, i'm so naive when you said jelly sweets or vegan jelly sweets i'm like so vegan jelly sweets you can't have quote unquote normal jelly feet jelly feet no, well, um, jelly, jelly sweets, sweets aren't, aren't even vegetarian because they've got gelatine in haven't they blow my mind i never thought about it like that yeah yeah every day is a school day i've never yeah, thought there, about there's a lot of stuff like there's milk in some packets of crisps like why stupid <laughs> i just have i have this mental image of opening a bag of crisps and it just the crispy swimming in milk <laughs> I know that's what you meant. <laughs> that was the first image you got there yeah it's like it's something you don't realize yeah um i, get, I should probably ask because you said about protein powder there um people always ask about vegan protein powders because some of them are the rankest tasting things on the planet yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what vegan protein powder do you use do you like um, at the minute, I'm getting through a my protein one, mm-hmm. just um, plain chocolate. It's okay. It's quite grainy, but um, as I said, I I don't know normal protein powder, so I don't know if that's just yeah okay. That's just how I feel about protein powder in general, or it's just because it's vegan. Mm-hmm. I'm not too sure, but I think next time I get around to buying one, I'd um I'd probably look into different ones. Has been quite a lot of suggestions I've seen online for different ones that are meant to be quite nice so I'll have to do a bit of research next time I need to top up yeah I'm tr- I don't know I don't, I don't know from personal experience I'm using them for a long time I know awesome supplements um with Ben Coomber um mm-hmm. fair enough like I know it's produced well and because it's Ben Coomber it gets a little bit of traction on social but I know it's a very popular one um I have used the my protein one before. I didn't. I know it wasn't chocolate. I don't like chocolate protein shapes in general. Um, mm-hmm. It was okay. But yeah, protein shape. Yeah. Protein shape. Yeah. Um, and I, I suppose I probably have to ask if it's okay. Why did you become vegan? Um, lots of reasons. I think when I was little, I always used to want to be vegetarian. But my mum would always be like, no, Ellie, because all you eat is chicken nuggets. And I'd be like, oh, fair enough. I, I wouldn't have eaten anything if I went veggie when I was little. And then it's just, as I got older, started to like more foods. A few of my friends were vegetarian and I kind of thought, well, I could actually do it. So um, it was kind of a multitude of reasons. I'd always wanted to do it for ethical reasons. And then it became for ease when lots of my friends were vegan. So I thought, we're all going out, we're all going to eat at a vegan place, so it's um, easy, and then environmental reasons as well. Hmm. But I'm, um, 
I'm a very chill vegan. I just want to emphasize that I'm not one of those uh, those ones that are shy. Like, yeah. All right, you don't I'm open a conversation. Steak, like yeah, you don't but, open a conversation by saying, "Hey, I'm I'm Ellie the vegan." No, no, they're all like that. V- vegans and CrossFitters. Mm. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Not really. No, no, I totally agree. Don't worry. Yeah, you yeah. can, can say that about Les Mills instructors, couldn't you? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, we kind of went off on a tangent there about vegan. I'm, I'm, again, j- just another one. Um. You, you're staying again. Correct me if I'm wrong. You you stay on your own in student digs. Yes. Yeah. So how much does a vegan diet cost you per week? It's um it's very cheap. Okay. It's um, I, I wouldn't expect that. So really? Asking, yeah. So yeah. See that lots of people have that misconception that vegan diets are very expensive, and they just are if you make them. Like most of my food shopping is just. I receive my carb sources, so rice, pasta, potatoes. Yeah. They obviously last a while. And then all the veg I want, which is veg is so cheap yeah. nowadays. And protein sources, lentils, beans, that kind of stuff. I use quite a lot of um like fake meat, soy meat, microprotein, um, to get my protein in. And they can be expensive, mm-hmm. which just depends where you buy them from. Okay. So, so some brands can be really expensive, but then I could get a pack of six vegan sausages for like a pound. Okay. So they can still be the same price as normal meat, meat things. Yeah. yeah. It's because I've, um, it's probably the first time I'm saying this publicly. Um, from about the middle of December, I've been doing one or two days vegan per week. Oh, have you? Yeah. Just, mm-hmm. just to see how I feel on it. And kind of like uh, i'll probably get daggers for this like almost like a, a detox of the gut mm. um yeah like I, I don't know how much truth there is in that but like but the reason why i asked about cost is because i'm obviously buying the expensive shit i need to talk to you about what i actually need to buy yeah, yeah. from, yeah, from what think... i heard from that i'm thinking just pasta and vegetables okay like you'll be fine <laughs> yeah like i think um when you did like a vegan day and you posted it on your Instagram, I saw your shopping trolley and I thought, he's spending so much money. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he does not have to buy all that. <laughs> like, but then it, it depends how much you want to cook. I, I've cooked every meal myself for, for a few years. I, I love cooking. So it depends if you want ready meals or make your own. It, that all varies of cost, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So what should I buy? Um, right. Oh, I'll have to get a shop for you. Yeah. Um, I remember I bought it was a Tesco's vegan pizza and it was so so disappointed. Oh, so was it? disappointed with it? Yeah, yeah. See, I I don't really buy pizza from anywhere because I just think it's always a bit sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit cardboardy. Pizza is my favourite food in the world. So I saw a vegan pizza and I was like, yes, I can still yeah. have pizza. And I tried it and like, sad is the word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, normally if I have pizza, I, I normally make my own pizzas. But um, I think the issue with pizzas is just vegan cheese, really, isn't it? Like, Okay, yeah. Lots good. of people struggle to find a good vegan cheese substitute. But I'm quite lucky because I never liked cheese before I went vegan. So I love cheese. 
so I, I can't really, I don't miss cheese, so it's all right. Can't really tell the difference. I think I could give up any food really, really easily, except cheese. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, it's yeah. meant to be addictive, isn't it? I just really like it. Mm -hmm. I, I, could have, yeah. I, I could actually be American and have cheese on absolutely everything. I would do that. Yeah, do it. Vulcan season. <laughs> just go for it. <laughs> oh, right. Um, so just kind of to come back into the group fitness land. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if we're, we've really kind of spoke with this, you know, kind of how you get started and, you know, so you said it was a year, year and a half? Yeah, um, well, I did my, um, all my training in March, so it hasn't, it hasn't been a year ago. But it was a year and a half from you started doing classes. I started doing classes. Um, yeah. It was October 2017 I started doing classes. And then March last year, 2019? Yeah, is when my training got booked for. Okay. Talk us through your first real-life class with real-life people. Um, right. I'm just trying to think. Before, like, when I was just practicing for like my assessment videos or when once I qualified oh the the ones where you're practicing for assessment videos because you're you're super nervous and you're a super rookie at that point yeah yes um yeah it was um very scary but my environment was really great I am um, I did all my assessment videos in my gym at home in Liverpool it's a women's only gym so big on classes like so so big we've got in that gym maybe about 20 classes per day like wow. it's it's just big on classes um so it, it was a really good environment like um most of the instructors there had trained you know through that gym gone up the levels so everyone everyone i talked to was, was used to having rookies on stage yeah doing all that it was um it was always scary thinking back now probably very cringy and embarrassing going back to your first few classes mm -hmm. but um it was always a really good environment everyone was so positive and supportive so that really helped yeah, definitely yeah. good um and how long did you leave it? i think you actually said earlier apologies between pump and combat um i did my pump training in march and i did combat in august okay so yeah you did have a, a good break between them yeah, I I never wanted to do body combat, but well, I love taking part in it, but I thought there's no way I can breathe and talk at the same time uh -huh. doing a body combat class. But then I remember at a um, tribal gathering in Manchester in June, we did um, like the new release Body Combat 80, and I just thought that is amazing. Like, yeah, I just looked at it and I thought, right, that day I just booked on my training. I just thought I want to teach that really off the back of taking part at a tribal gathering you just thought yeah. right let's book it mm -hmm. that's outstanding yeah yeah it was dan lee and was it natalie talking? yeah yes mm -hmm. i remember it. Um, oh that's cool that's good that, yeah, that's what and, that, that, that's why it's so good as a, you know les mills instructor you know when you get the events it's to take part in the other workouts now i know yeah. sometimes there is the black and white rule you are not allowed to do other workouts unless you've booked in. But the reality is, if if you speak to the trainer presenter there and there's room, they're always bring more people in. Who who doesn't want more yeah. people in their class? I know exactly. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm not yeah, I remember at that um at that tribal, that was the first time I'd ever tried grit. Only time I've ever tried. Uh -huh. I've not gone back since because that was that killed me off. But it's just it's a good time to try new things, isn't it? Yeah, because you you tried body combat as such, um, and you decided you liked it, and then you went and got qualified, and now you're employable as a grit instructor. Like, you know, it, it just combat. It, Oh, sorry, it's a combat, sorry. Um, so and then you did grit and you decided it wasn't for you at this point. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so no, it makes sense. So yeah. there's, we're, we're very, very good at getting comfortable. Um, so this will surprise a lot of listeners. It'll probably surprise you. Did you know I used to be a presenter for Les Mills for Body Attack? No. Yeah, like way no. back in the day, like you're talking 2015, 16 sort of time. Um, and when I moved to Scotland in 2017, I stopped teaching body attack. Mm -hmm. And occasionally I would do Lindsay's class. And last night was one of those occasions. Oh, really? Um, oh, wow, my calves today. Wow. Oh. Yeah, like it's so, so easy to get comfortable. It's like, I teach body pump. I teach CX. I teach grit. That is all I will ever do. Then all of a sudden you go into body attack and you're doing all these different moves that your body's just not used to. Um, yeah but because you're an instructor you get used to it really fast like by set two you know it by set three you know it so you can actually yeah. have such a good time in your own personal workout um, mm -hmm. so we're, we're very very good at not doing other workouts and you know to come back to you because you did another workout you ended up going on the module training and getting employment from it yeah well i'd um i've done body combat before i was a regular mm -hmm. participant but that was the one that pushed you over the edge. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, that was what pushed me to do it. Yeah. And yeah. um, this hasn't come up on the podcast on a lot before, so we're, we're just this podcast has gone kind of a different direction because you know because we're chatting about university and it's your your sideline, it's your side hustle, it's yeah. your job. What? How, how do you find? I know you said you learn quickly, but yes, the learning of the releases, the mixes of the releases, um, having to give up time maybe at weekends for quarterly workshops and webinars and all that. How do you find balancing that all in? Yeah, um, I find it all right. To be honest, my um, my university course, it's not too heavy. I'm only in three days a week. So um, it's not like all the time, like rushed off my feet. It's... Um, what a life. It's quite chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm, um, I'm a very relaxed person when it comes to planning and things. Like, I'm always just, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I've got stuff planned, like, you know, months in advance when I know when things are happening. I know when deadlines are. I can organize my time in the right ways. Yeah. And again, I'm just thinking, you're at university with all your university friends, and you probably all have side jobs. When you all finish university, you can actually take your job with you. Yeah. Yeah, I can take it anywhere. Like, and that really cool. That so cool, yeah. I never thought about it like that, you know, because if you do just work in the typical bar, I mean, sure, you could go back to where you live and work in a bar there, but you can literally just go anywhere in the world with your body pump certificate screenshot and combat screenshot. We all have it on our yeah. phones. Well, yeah, I, um, I do currently teach in Liverpool and in Manchester. I have oh, yeah? classes in both, yeah. Um, For those that don't know, that's about an hour, an hour and a half's drive? Um, it's 
Yeah, it's about an hour's drive. Yeah, okay, yeah. I um, I've got to train it because obviously it can't afford a car if I'm a student. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> <Poor> student. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I teach in Liverpool on the weekends and then in Manchester through the week. But I love that it gives me an excuse to go home, spend time in the yeah. house, see my family. So yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm home. all over with teaching. Yeah. You go home, see your family, and get a couple of quid for it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Whereas if if you had a more typical student job and you were doing shifts on a Saturday and Sunday, you can't go home. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what um I think in my first year I was looking for jobs, mm-hmm. but I love going home. I miss home so much. All the jobs just didn't seem appealing because I just thought I'm never gonna be able to go and see my family. So um that was probably also a factor that made me think this job will be perfect because mm. I can move around. I can relate to that so much because that was my motivation to move my work from being the fitness manager in David Lloyd's to my mm. laptop and have it all online. Oh, really? Yeah, because you know, I, I go home to Belfast once a month um, mm. and then every two or three months I go and visit the rest of my family in Surrey. Um, so like, the day after, well, in fact, the day these podcasts go live on the 10th of February, I'm just taking myself down for a week down to Surrey. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not off work. I'll still be working. Yeah. But it's just nice. I can do that. And you know, that's why I can really, really relate to that. So like there's so many people do it as well. Take it a, a little bit more extreme than kind of what we're talking about is the might. Um, do you know, Carrie, uh, Carrie Harris, one of the trainers yeah. for Les Mills UK. Uh-huh. Yeah. So she's just gone to Australia. I don't know where in Australia. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's teaching all her classes are so she's like she hasn't had to go hunting for a job she's gone around a few gyms obviously got some classes yeah see that's like that's great really isn't it yeah. it's mad how you can just do that you can just take it anywhere yeah. and she was she was it, it was a bad conversation kind of by um by instagram dm so we've been going to a lot of detail because she's doing that it it makes visa applications slightly easier oh really so there's, so there's some sort of difference between employed work and self-employed work. So mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're self-sufficient, I, this is what I think. I don't yeah. know. I could be wrong. If you're self-sufficient, i.e. a contractor, self-employed, like you're less of a risk to the country. Uh. <laughs> As in you're not going to likely claim money because yeah. you're earning it yourself. Um, mm-hmm. This is assuming you pay taxes and all whatever tax system. Yeah. I don't know what way the tax system works. Um, so it was just it was a bad conversation um, we were kind of having um, but it was just uh, I don't know why that came see this is how podcasts go we're just casually yeah. sitting here having a chat yeah just go off on tangents yeah it's fine that's it that's it you should, Ellie you need to start a podcast I know I know I, I do want to but it's just I don't know it's always a fear maybe doing this so as you feel more relaxed than I thought I would so this might be the, the thing that pushes me over the edge do you listen to a lot of podcasts yeah okay. yeah um you, i need to get some variety and i kind of just listen to the same people that's what but, i was going to say listen to different styles of podcasts yeah. um because you can get when i first started bringing people on it was quite interview yeah. and like i think they're okay um but the more i started to vary what i was listening to i've started to kind of adopt different styles and, and uh, joe rogan's classic because it's just yeah. a conversation 
it's literally and you could have four or five seconds of silence while they're watching something on youtube and you have no idea what they're doing but that yeah. makes you listen harder um so yeah you can just have them conversation and then you know like this you can do it video like this or you can get people in a room yeah and, and have yeah I, I, I do need to um it's something i want to do but yeah it's always just um it's taking the first jump isn't it yeah do it do it like you have to be the first yeah, you'll have to be a guest then. You'll have to be a guest online. I would love that. to be a guest. Love to be a guest. Yeah, right, great. Let's get it done. The world yeah, has heard this. In, yeah. yeah, the millions of people who listen to my podcast have heard this. But yeah, be, yes. be the first out of all your friends, out of all the instructors in your gym. Be the mm -hmm. first. Be yeah. the first. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I, I, did a, I did a lecture, um, what, lecture seminar in Edinburgh College last year, October, November, and we were chatting mm -hmm. about podcasts. Um, I don't know how many people are in the room. Definitely over, close to 100. And I just put the question out there, you know, hands up if you have a podcast. And one person put his hand up. Oh. And I just looked around the room and I was like, he has the best podcast. And they're looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've never heard it, but because he's got the only podcast, it's the best podcast. Yeah. Like, he's the only one with a podcast. Mm -hmm. I said he is talking to the whole university right now because he is the only one with a podcast yeah that's crazy isn't it I think I also asked um, how many of you have listened to his podcast and you know, it was a mixed bag about half the room put their hand up mm -hmm. and then I just said to the other half of the room do you want to be a guest in his podcast and talk to everyone in this room and then you can just see the realisation in places so that you know if, if yeah. you have if you can just create yeah, create the platform and you know i've said this a million times you're not trying to talk to millions and millions of people like i do like you know, a couple of hundred people <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to talk in our case as a group fitness instructor you're trying to talk to the 10 people who come to your class who, yeah. when like on their way to your class when they can't thumb roll through social media because they're driving or whatever you mm -hmm. can at least get inside their head and <laughs> get inside your head like some sort of mind trap brainwashing <laughs> kind of treadstone uh born ultimatum kind of like hypnotize people but yeah get it done yeah i'll have to i'll have to this yeah this might be the thing that just pushes me yeah. to do it hopefully the, the best way to do it is episode everyone listen to this episode one is a personal introduction and mm. the reasons why you're starting a podcast at that moment yeah and then do five podcasts to start with, uh, two, three, four, five. And these are just common things related to the why. So, for example, if you're a group fitness instructor, you might be doing it to help the people who come to your classes just get more from fitness. Yeah. So podcast number two might be what you need to know about body pop, pop from your point of view. Yeah. Body combat it could be episode three. Episode four is what do you need to bring to the gym? Yeah. It's people might not yeah, know like that dead, at the beginning. Dead simple things, yeah. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, some of my podcasts are an hour, some of them are 20, 30 minutes. How long has this been going? This one's been going 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. you, you just find what works for you. And after yeah. about four or five podcasts, you know, maybe do one a week, just see what feedback you're getting and ask people. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. I think the, the scariest part is putting it out there and asking for opinions from everyone. Like, Put it, put it in the Isn't jump it, group. Like, in the jump yeah. group, I'll, I'll get you 140 lessons straight away. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
But yeah, do it. And the, the, the common questions you got, get, you know, those first couple of questions you get when somebody's new to Body Pump? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's content for your podcast. You know how people yeah. have been questioning, questioning you in the last couple of weeks about this weird Jack push-up thing? Yeah. That's content for a podcast. Yeah, see, I've, I've even been thinking these. I've made, like, a list of what, what kind of podcasts I want to do. Yeah. Like, what things I want to fit in them. But, yeah, I just haven't, haven't done it yet. I love it. I love it. I'm so excited. Be the first. Be the first. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel amazing. I just want to record it now. Yeah. yeah. How, how would you, who else teaches in your place? Um, well, I'm, I'm in a few different gyms. Okay. Around. So is there some, is there somebody else teaches body pump in one of your gyms? Yes. Let's call this person Jen. Cause it's always Jen. How yeah. would you feel if once we got off this recording and Jen had posted, listen to my podcast. Oh, I'd be so mad. Exactly. I'd be so mad. <laughs> that's why you got to do it. That's why you got to do yeah. it. Yeah. Listen, that's kind of technically, I've said this in the Jeremiah Evans podcast, that's how Jump mm-hmm. started because I yeah. was really inspired by a lot of the things he was doing. It's not, it might be a, a first a little bit of jealousy, but instead of thinking, oh, you bastard, you created that before me. No, 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 no. You think, okay, how can I create something for me that serves my people? Yeah. So if you get yeah, off this. I, I like, I listen to your podcast all the time. And I think. Okay yeah of course <laughs> and like obviously stuff in your podcast has helped me and it's like what, right what can i do to pass that on yeah. do that to other people absolutely that's it's the conversations you have people yeah. all and this isn't just specific to podcasts this is just social media content in general is the conversations you have can everything is content for social not everything mm-hmm. has to be content yeah Yes, and you just you talk to your people. Don't worry about trying to reach two or three hundred people. You just talk to the four or five people you know are listening to your podcast. Yeah, so, the people that need it. Yeah, but before I post anything on Instagram or post or do a podcast, I think about I have my topic, and I think specifically about two or three named people. I'll sometimes write it down of yeah. who this podcast is for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if I'm doing a fitness business podcast and I really want it to um, attract students to become yeah. an instructor, I will talk yeah. specifically to Ellie. I won't talk to a student who is an instructor. I will just look at my page and it'll be specifically to you. Yeah. And, and that's how you do it. Mm, yeah, it's a good idea, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just aim it towards those people. Just makes it so easy. And then every now and then, it probably hasn't happened as often as I would like you'll sometimes get a message from someone. Oh, Ricky, I, I, I felt like you were talking directly to me. And I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. And I'm thinking, <laughs> yes, I actually was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't let them know that. <laughs> yeah. Yours was the name that was on my page. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I'd love to see. None of these questions we had here were about podcasting. Mm, I know, yeah. Ah, yeah we've, we've got off everywhere on this that's one it. haven't we yeah that's it have topics rather than a script mm-hmm. yes Good um, idea. so yeah just conscious of where we are time wise um we'll go to the yeah. you know the last few questions um uh-huh. you got to present um what's the word looking for constructive solutions what are your frustrations of the industry um what changes would you make microphones mm-hmm microphones oh my god the amount of gyms i've taught in where i've had to shout is just 
ridiculous yeah. ridiculous it just makes me so mad and it's always the same gyms and it's always oh we're getting it fixed we've got someone in and then i cover there the next month and it's like oh yeah we're getting it fixed and it's like no you're not what's what's you're the not problem with the microphones obviously they're broken but how are they breaking um lots of different ways i've had i've had some weird ones like one's just super crackly i was covering the other week in a place and whenever i spoke through the microphone the music stopped mm. and it's just just loads of stupid things then you, you think like just before the class right we can't teach like that i'm gonna have to shout but then some rooms i taught in a gym the other day the room felt like 50 capacity it was absolutely massive uh-huh. and i had to shout and it's just those days like on the way back you just feel your throat just like oh. yeah yeah very frustrating but i don't think managers realize like um how much we we need to use microphone it's yeah. not um yeah. like it's different for um all instructors like say in my gym i teach most of my classes in the les mills instructors are the only ones that use them like the other instructors for a hit class uh-huh. for example they just shout but for les mills classes there's so much you've got to say yeah you can't um you can't shout all that really can you I, I will say this categorically, I would not teach a class unless the club give me a microphone. Fair enough, if it breaks halfway through the class or the day of the class, I'll go through yeah. it. I'm, I'm, I'm not that harsh or I'm not that strict. I understand these things happen. But a microphone, if you think from a health and safety point of view of what it's the long-term damage it could do to your throat, Mm-hmm. I, you know i know instructors you know natalie Locke, who's been on the podcast before yeah she, she's had nodules from not looking after her voice now that wasn't from purely from not having microphones but it was certainly part of it um so yeah it's definitely make sure it's there so what i always say this get together with the other instructors and call a meeting with the gfm yeah. um and preferably the club manager if you can and say these are the reasons why we need the microphone and yeah. then go into it that um, these are the precautions and procedures we will take to make sure the microphones are kept in good work, working order, you know, sign in, sign out. Um, and there, there's some people, you know, don't even treat the microphone that well, like they'll wrap the wire around it. Yeah. Yeah, which will damage it, you know, like it's metal inside it. That, 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 <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's how yeah, electricity well, works. Yeah, luckily, all the gyms I permanently teach in, their microphones are in really good, good. condition. But yeah. yeah, there's some places now, and I think. I'm not covering there unless their mic is actually fixed because they say they fixed it and it's just not it's still absolutely shit so yeah. mm. but um, I, I think that's thing, my biggest frustration yeah and the thing is it affects everyone it doesn't just affect you the instructor it affects member experience yeah exactly you're not gonna enjoy the class if you can't hear what the instructor's saying yeah if you don't know what moves coming next exactly like, you know especially if it's just you know little you in a room of 50 people and there's you know, there's pe- people yeah. and bodies in the way they can't see. Yeah, yeah, if you're at the back, like, that's it. That's just class over, really, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll come on to the, the book question. What's your, what's your current book or what's your last book and who would you recommend it for? Oh, right. I'm not, um, I used to be a really big reader, but I don't really read that much anymore. I'm um, obviously too busy studying. Mm. Just <laughs> um, so um yeah i i haven't read um i always 
always want to read those um those kind of books you know for self-development or those um those cool books i feel like you get lots out of them but i've never got around to ever reading one of them um i'd say my favorite book though is um the whole trilogy of, you know the girl with the dragon tattoo right okay i must i don't really know what it's about i have heard oh, really? of it yeah um just that trilogy of books is like my favorite trilogy well just my my favorite books so i would recommend them to anyone who just wants a good read they really pull you in uh-huh. yeah um but yeah i'm not really a massive book reader to be honest what about audiobooks because you obviously do podcasts yeah never got around to audiobooks you know mm. Never got. I'm yeah. I'm really bad to be honest. I I know I need to, but yeah. never got around to it. I would use podio podio. <laughs> I would use podcasts for like short sharp things, like maybe walking the dog or yeah, you know, my warm up in the gym. Um, and then I use Audible for slightly longer things like train journeys, car journeys, yeah, that sort of thing, because it might take you just a little bit more books can tend to be a little bit more serious whereas podcasts it's hilarious just like me and you have been the whole way through this yeah obviously yeah um and then uh, when it comes to books i always say if you want to get into self-development a good book to start off kind of middle of the road is mindset carol dweck okay yeah so it's uh, it's a good middle of the road one it's been repurposed republished quite a few times i think mm-hmm. about in the mid 2000s um very very good back book growth and fixed mindset and then there's lots of tangents in that where you can maybe think oh i want to read something on anxiety or professional development or yeah productivity that sort of thing there's loads of stuff in it um she kind of she kind of got in first with the book title mindset i know yeah it's an easy one isn't it yeah like if you're writing a book like in 2020 and you could call it mind sweat mind sweat (laughs) (laughs) hey that's a good one (laughs) write that down uh if you could call it mindset you're automatically a millionaire because it's such a buzzword right now yeah uh-huh. really big right now uh so but mind sweat mind sweat hey that sounds quite cool that mind you could do something with that i'm gonna put that on the list yeah do it yeah, mind sweat. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then just to finish us off what items under 100 pound have you bought recently that gave you great value the best one I can think of is um my sixteen to twenty five rail card. Amazing, uh, yeah. right? Thirty pound for a whole year, and you get a third off rail fare everywhere. That's good. Yeah, so good. Considering I come back and forth from Liverpool to Manchester at least once a week, sometimes twice. I'll be able I have to get saved that. so much money. I'll be able to get that. I'll apply for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You've got a year left, so you might as well. Yeah. That's it. That's it yeah um and then i didn't buy it recently but my little ipod touch i got when i was younger that has served me so well now because that's what all my class music is on came back from the dead found it in a drawer and i now use it all the time the ipod touch like an ipod which is not a phone Uh uh-huh yeah wow that is antique it's um it's slowing down. It's really old now. <laughs> it's, a, it's very slow, but it's doing me good for now. It's I lasting. Better, I better. Yeah. It's like, there's no way anyone would ever consider buying a phone now with, if it didn't play music and didn't have the internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. Like, I, remember, I remember having the iPod 
Nano, I want to call it. Oh, yeah, I had the Nano as well, yeah. It was a wee square thing, am I right? Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. I, I, I didn't even have a screen. No. <laughs> What's the next track? Yeah. No idea. No idea. <laughs> you don't even know what the song's called if it comes on. Yeah. Reggie, what playlist have you got? I, I don't. There's a thousand songs on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mad, isn't it? Like, how it's all changed so much. Back, back in my day. Back in my day, we were doing this. <laughs> Right, listen, I will let you go. Where can people find you and follow you on social media? Um, I'm predominantly just on Instagram, um, Ellie Rose Radford. No spaces. I've got a Twitter account, but I don't really use it that much. But that's um, Ellie Radford Fit. Um, yeah, and then Facebook, just Ellie Radford. Excellent. Loved having right. you on. I'll put all of that in the show notes, but thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks so much for having me. You're listening to the Ricky Long Podcast. Yes, yes. Thank you so much for listening. All the links are in the show notes of this. Please connect. Please send your love. Please send your feedback. And I'll catch you on the next episode. You are listening to the Ricky Long Podcast, where international fitness entrepreneur Ricky Long answers your questions and interviews fitness leaders on training, nutrition, and mindset. Be sure to leave a review on iTunes.